Amen. Let's open our Bibles for the reading of God's Word today. We've got a short verse today, but it may take a little bit to get there. Habakkuk chapter 2, not a, a, a passage we read from very often, but I have a verse that I want to look at today. Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, if that helps at all. Otherwise, just go to your table of contents. And uh, you can find it there. Starting a new uh, year this next year. And so today I called a Vision Sunday. Uh, try to just cast a vision a little bit of what uh, I'd like to see this next year. What I feel like the Lord is leading us to do uh, this next year. And uh, so Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. It seems odd to me to just read one verse at this time. Usually we have a passage to read. But uh, we're just going to read this one verse today. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, if you haven't found it yet, just look intelligently on whatever page you're on and no one will ever know, okay? It's okay. Verse number 2. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Uh, that's the kind of the principle of what we want to do today. Uh, now, of course, this vision is talking about a, something particular here, but uh, just we want to make application of this verse and what we're going to look at today. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to help us today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the chance that we have, to, again, to be in your house. Father, I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit to have wisdom, uh, to guide uh, and lead uh, this church the way that you would have us to go. I pray that you would just give us wisdom and strength uh, to obey your leading. and pray that you guide and direct us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, don't let me just put you at ease here. I don't have anything crazy planned here. Okay, so just rest at ease. I'm not gonna uh, throw anything big at you. Okay, but I just want to kind of look, uh, just kind of give an idea and just kind of a direction of way uh, I believe that the Lord is leading us this year, and uh, just want to uh, talk about that. This last year, uh, in 2023, um, we have a, another year behind us very soon here. It's hard to believe. This is the last day of 2023. I, I didn't even think I would live to 2023. Amen. Did anybody else feel that way? You know, and I just felt so far away. But uh, yet, here we are, and there it's, it's nearly gone. Uh, this church has been going since for 168 years this April. Um, and the Lord is truly blessed here. I'm currently the 28th pastor, including one pastor that returned. Uh, and uh, that's pretty good for 168 years, I guess. Uh, but uh, I came in December of 2019, and now I've been here for four years. Uh, five Christmases, because I cheated, came in December. And, uh, but uh, this is my fourth year here. And we made it through a pandemic. Uh, we lost a number of members in death. Since I've been here, um, we've seen some remodeling and look forward to some more in the years to come. And this is, year has been kind of a crazy year and a busy year for us. Um, our theme this year was The Truth Will Make You Free. Um, and all of our sermon series this year have been focused on the truth about various parts of the Christian life. Uh, that throughout this year, we've done, seen many things happen, and at our annual business meeting at Soup Supper last year, we were able to give, uh, voted to give $1,000 to the Pinto family for the remodel of their church. I have a picture to show you that they sent us. Uh, the first picture is the picture of what the building looked like when they uh, purchased it, and then the next picture is the, when the remodel was completed. 
And so quite a difference that they made. And so our, uh, your sacrifice and your help in doing that and your giving towards missions uh, has helped that come to fruition. And they've been able to meet there now for a little while. So praise the Lord for that. And February was a busy month for the Wallaces as my mom, my dad, and my sister moved here uh, from California. And in March, they joined the church. And we had a couple others join as well this year. And uh, this last spring, we were able to have the walnut tree cut down, even though it was sad to see it go. It was felt a necessary move for the well-being of our church building. And it's uh, amazing how God has provided someone to pay for that to be done. And, and on top of it, gave us $2,000 to uh, be able to replace some trees back there and put some more trees back there. And uh, it was uh, what a blessing that's been. And uh, we've been plan began planning in March for our VBS and uh, in the spring and decided on a theme uh, from the Bible uh, on Babylon. This theme took us through what it was like for the Jews that lived in Babylon during the exile. Uh, Mrs. Wallace was able to host a pastor's wife retreat uh, for at the at Camp Kobiak for uh, pastor's wives that decided to come. And it's a very special time for these ladies and a needful time of rest and comfort. And uh, we've heard many reports of having uh, and given, been given many notes of thanks to our church for doing this. And uh, thank you for your help in getting that uh, accomplished this year. Uh, we had a great Easter service and uh, with a wonderful attendance. And we ended up wrapping up Kids for Christ in April uh, with an awards program and picnic. It was greatly attended and uh, had a wonderful time of fellowship with the Kids for Christ parents that came and uh, kind of introduced them to our uh, ministry there and congratulated the kids for what they did. And speaking of which, we took the younger kids that aren't eligible for camp uh, to the Children's Museum in Saginaw in May. We had a great time together there. And we had a couple of graduates in May as well uh, from high school uh, in our church. And uh, they have now gone off and beginning what God has for them and their future. Uh, in May also, our ladies enjoyed a ladies' brunch with a special speaker. And the ladies, I heard, had a wonderful meal and a wonderful time of fellowship. And uh, so praise the Lord for having that opportunity. hope we can do that again in the future. Um, we had our first church at the park. Uh, and it was well attended. I didn't know how that was going to go, but it was well attended. It seemed to go pretty well. I thought we had a good time. If you think differently, just don't tell me. Uh, but uh, in July, uh, we were able to take 27 people to Camp Kobiak, uh, where many decisions were made for Christ. And the kids and teenagers had a wonderful time and already looking forward to going back this year. Many kids and teenagers are earning points in Kids for Christ to be able to go to camp. And if they earn 20,000 points, then the church will pay for them to go to camp. And so they work hard to get those 20,000 points. And uh, many of them are doing really, really well this year. And so uh, praise the Lord for that hard work. In August, my mom passed away, and the church came together around my family and helped us tremendously. And the number of people that came to the funeral, uh, even though you really didn't know her, and many of you had never met her, and it was just incredible to us, and it meant so much to us. Uh, and it was a pure love, uh, gesture of love for our family. And again, we thank you for that and your prayers and help since then. Uh, and Kids for Christ began early in September. And it began very well and started off uh, strong. And we've been averaging around 30 kids and teenagers per week. And uh, God's really blessed that. And we'd love to see this grow. If you could pray with us uh, that we'd be able to reach more kids in Mayville through that ministry, uh, I'd appreciate you praying with us. It's on the prayer sheet. By the way, I'll just mention the prayer sheet. There's a sheet in the back that has the prayer list uh, that we pray through on Wednesday nights. 
Uh, if you could grab one of those, if you're not able to come on Wednesday nights, if you could grab one of those on Sundays uh, and help pr pray with us for those things. These are burdens that are uh, for the church and the church members and people that we know and love. And uh, if you could help us pray through those, that would be a huge help and a blessing to us. Those are usually on the back table back there. Um, but God uh, really helped us uh, through... Um, Kids for Christ this year, and uh, we just continue to pray that uh, God will continue to grow that. Uh, a few ladies at the church attended the ladies' retreat camp uh, at Camp Kobiak in October, and I hear they had a great time together. Um, and then uh, many uh, sessions spoke to their hearts, and God used that time of refreshment to really bond our ladies together. And then a few weeks later, four of our men went to man camp. And we don't do a men's retreat because men don't retreat, right? Men go to camp. And so we went to man camp. And uh, we had uh, some great food and uh, great preaching and some more great food. And uh, we had a good time. And so that was a great time together. I look forward to going in the future. And hope you'll uh, come and join us next year. And uh, we had a very successful trunk and treat on Halloween. And I believe we had record attendance that year. And uh, we, this year, we gave out candy, but most importantly, we gave out the gospel to anybody who came by. And uh, that's the whole purpose of this thing for me. Amen? Um, and it is to get the name of the church out and such and be part of the community. But the most important thing to me is getting the gospel into the hands of these kids and parents. And so, praise the Lord, we were able to do that. As we went through November, we enjoyed a, a wonderful harvest banquet uh, where we were able to raise enough to give $200 to each of our missionaries for Christmas. And so praise the Lord. Thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving to that. And uh, it, we've gotten multiple reports of how that's been a blessing. I read last week a letter from one of our retired missionaries and how much that meant to her. And it just, it just went right into their account and right back out as they gave to someone else. And so uh, what a blessing that was to them and to our hearts to hear about that. And we had our annual Thanksgiving and praise service near Thanksgiving time. Um, this month, uh, and this year, excuse me, we have had uh, record attendance at our, uh, at our Christmas cantata, at least since I've been here. Uh, we had 154 in attendance. And so praise the Lord for that. What a blessing that was to my heart. And uh, we enjoyed a Christmas party and a Christmas store in December for the Kids for Christ, uh, where they were able to to get gifts uh, from the Christmas store that you help provide and uh, get gifts to be able to give, be given to their family members, their parents and grandparents and siblings and all that. That was a huge family uh, uh, blessing to each of them to be able to do that. And boy, what a great year, amen? Uh, we've seen higher average attendance than in the years past. Uh, we've seen higher offerings than in years past, and that's pretty good for considering the financial statement of America right now. Uh, but uh, God is blessed. Our live stream audience is doing well, and it has been a blessing to many people not, that are not able to come and be at church during the year. But as I look over the mountaintop of this year, over to the other side of the mountain, and uh, I want to be sure to prayerfully guide and lead our church where God wants us to go. Amen? And in Habakkuk 2.2, as we read earlier, it says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. And make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. And it's important that we have an idea of where we want to go. Amen? Uh, if you go on a trip somewhere, uh, it's a good idea to know where you're going. Amen? Uh, I mean, sure, it may be fun just to just drive and just have stuff. But if you're uh, <coughs> wanting to accomplish something, 
it's a good idea to not only know where you're going, but also how to get there. And that's kind of the idea of what we want to look at today. And the Lord told Habakkuk to take the vision that he was going to give him and write it out plainly so that others can understand and so that those who read it may run with it. And like every year, I've prayed that the Lord would give me a vision for this next year. Uh, where does the Lord want us to focus this next year? And what does the Lord want us to accomplish this next year? The Lord laid upon my heart a theme. Uh, the title of the theme is, The Time is at Hand. It comes from Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, where it says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. I don't, under, I don't know all that the Lord has for our church in 2024. Uh, we tried, we've tried that before and have found out that God has different plans than what we think we have. Uh, you know, 2020 is a great example of that. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't know what God has all of it. But I feel in my heart that it's time for us to take our walk with God uh, as a church very seriously and step it up a notch. The time is at hand to keep the purpose statement for our church the focus. I introduced a purpose statement a couple of years ago, and I'd like to maybe get it printed and put out in the lobby so that it's always before our eyes. Uh, if a, another, when another pastor comes along, he may see a different purpose that he feels uh, for the church, and that's perfectly fine. But for the time being and for the time that I'm here, I, I've, the Lord laid on my heart that this is the purpose of this church. The purpose statement for our church is that we are a church, first of all, fully devoted to Christ. Fully devoted to Christ. Uh, we need to have our whole heart devoted to Him. Secondly, it is a church, we are a church that is biblically growing in Christ. We need to constantly be moving forward. I know people that have been married, have been, married, uh, have been Christians for a long time. And it seems like sometimes they lose the idea, they get the idea, rather, that uh, they know it all. At least in their attitude, it seems that way. They would never say that because that's a very prideful thing to say, and they know that. But in their actions and in their behavior, it seems as though they already know all this. I, I knew a, 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 someone who uh, was in church all their lives, and they were a young person, but uh, they made the statement, I've heard all this before. Because I'm bored in church. And this was a, a person that grew up in Sunday schools, you know, everything, and even a deacon of the church at the time. But he said, I, I know all this. I've heard it all. Boy, what a statement, amen? You know, uh, you may have read through the Bible 10 million times, but there's always something because it's a living book, amen? There's always something new that God shows us. And there's always something different that God wants to focus on and help us to go. And we need to be growing biblically in Christ. And then thirdly, loving others through Christ. We need to be reaching out through our hearts and loving the people around us. Not only the people in our church around us, but our community around us as well. How are we doing as individuals on fully devoting our hearts to Christ? Uh, have you, are you holding something back? We need to take check of that. And we need to look at that this year and devote our entire lives to him. How are we doing in our biblical growth with Christ, in Christ? You know, I, you know the truth is, I, I can only do so much as a pastor to feed you. You get a meal Sunday morning, maybe if you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, you get a spiritual meal from time to time. 
you know, throughout the week, but I can prepare the meal, but you have to eat it. Amen? You have to come with an open heart enough to listen and hear. But even beyond that, if you only eat three times physically, uh, you're going to starve. Amen? If you only eat three times in a week. You need to be eating every day, and we need to be walking with Christ and growing biblically on our own, and not just depending on other people to feed us. And so I want to look at that this year and see our, how are we doing in our growth with Christ, and how are we doing in loving others for Christ? Uh, how can we accomplish this purpose statement as a church body this next year? Well, as I was thinking about this, I, I came up with a list of 12 things that I believe the Lord wants us uh, at Mills Memorial Baptist to do th for him and through him this year. Uh, each of these things help us to fulfill the purpose statement to be fully devoted to Christ, biblically going, growing in Christ, and loving others through Christ. Number one, um, I, I, we already know this and are, uh, something we're going to already know that we're doing, but uh, number one, we're going to be starting up services at Fisher Senior Care again. Um, and uh, they called us and wanted us to do this, and that the Lord laid this on my heart months ago that we really needed to do this, and then it was confirmed by one of our deacons in a board meeting, and God laid it upon his heart too and brought it to the board meeting, and I thought, okay, Lord, it's time. We've got to do this, and I didn't know how to do that, but soon after, the uh, Lord uh, had one of the ladies at Fisher, uh, Fisher's there to call us and uh, set it up, and even before I c could figure it out, they, the Lord got it all figured out, Amen. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in James 1.27 that pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You know, if you, want, you consider yourself religious, you consider yourself to be a Christian, uh, but he says, hey, true religion is this, serving others. That's basically what he's saying here. And if you're not serving, then you're not really doing what religion is all about. Amen. I don't focus on religion a lot. Um, I, I don't, I don't, you know, the religion doesn't matter as much as the relationship. Amen? And uh, having the relationship with Christ is far more important than a religion. Uh, but the Bible says here that pure religion in itself, and the purest form of this, and completely undefiled before God and the Father, is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. And I would include those who are aged and cannot take care of themselves. Amen? And uh, this should not be just one person's job. Amen? Uh, this ought to be a come together as a church and help uh, sing with them, uh, love on them, shake their hand, give them a hug. Uh, and uh, also, to, uh, as a church body, we could be praying uh, for this ministry. Uh, one way that you can be involved, if you're not able to go, is to pray for this ministry. Uh, pray for God to give them wisdom, to see uh, people that need to talk, see the people that need that extra love when we go vi visit that. Uh, you can take a part, though. You can come. You don't have to preach. You don't have to lead singing. Uh, but just being there and helping out and letting those people know these people care about us. Not just one person cares about us, but this whole church cares about us. And boy, what a blessing to maybe bring a rep, uh, representation from this church and to come. It's going to be the fourth uh, Sunday afternoon of every month uh, at 3 p.m. And so if you'd like to come and be a part of that, if nothing else, you can be praying during that time, amen, that we can reach out and, and help. Uh, but how can you help with this? You can pray, you can take a part, and thirdly, you can choose to love, amen. Choose to love those who many times are forgotten, and uh, are hurting. 
And so we can choose to love. Number two, second thing that I'm looking forward to the Lord doing in our church is I, I'm praying and hoping that the Lord will allow us to carpet the church. Amen? And we're raising money for that right now, and I believe that's an important part of taking care of our building and uh, having a good representation of Christ for our building. And uh, we need to raise the rest of the money needed for the, for the carpet in the church. And I'm praying that the Lord will allow us to do that this year. Uh, Haggai 1, 3, and 4 says, Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in, the, in your uh, sealed houses, and this house lie waste? He's saying is it, uh, how important it is for us to take care of the house of God also. Amen? And, you know, many times we focus on our own homes and take care of all these things in our own homes. Uh, but the house of God does, takes a little bit less of a priority sometimes. And I'm grateful that our church isn't like that, amen? I'm grateful that the people come together many times and throughout the year and take care of our church and decorate and undecorate and many things. Uh, and you have given already selflessly for, to the carpet, and we just need a little bit more probably to be able to raise the money for that. And, uh, but I'm hoping that this year in 2024 we'll be able to see that happen, amen? And uh, the rebuke here was for the Israelites who cared nothing about God's house, but lived in fancy houses themselves. And of course, I would definitely say that's a little bit harsh for our group here. But it does show the heart of God. Amen. That he cares about the dwelling place of the Lord, the house of God. Back then it was the temple. Today it's the church. And uh, the house of God is important. And we need to make it presentable and comfortable as possible for those who visit and worship with us. Uh, what's it going to take from you? Well, it's going to take prayer, first of all. And you're going to see a common theme among this. Amen. Uh, but it's going to take prayer. We need to pray that the Lord will raise this money and that God will allow, uh, provide the, the, all that needs to happen to fall into place to be able to take care of that uh, need. And then secondly, it's going to take giving. Amen. And uh, we need a little bit more. And we'll talk about that in future days and such. But uh, I'd like to see that happen this year. Number three. Third thing I'd like to see happen is the remodel of the parsonage. Uh, we've talked about this for years now, <laughs> uh, but it just seems like some things have been, uh, you know, kind of uh, taking the place of it. You know, the important things come along and it just has to be put on the back burner. And I'll be honest with you, I hate talking about things that benefit me, you know. Uh, but I do believe that the God wants to, this to happen. It's a, a part of the church buildings, and uh, I, I am grateful that, it lay, that God has laid upon the hearts of, uh, of our board and the members of our church to take care of this and uh, do the repairs that need to be done to, the, to that parsonage. Uh, but I'm so grateful that they, you have a, uh, not only a heart to take care of your buildings, but a heart to take care of your pastor. Amen. And I, I can't tell you how thankful I am. And I'm thankful to the Lord that, uh, that you live out Paul's address to the church in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 and 13. It says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for the work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. And boy, you have lived out your, that, that love uh, and, and to our family this year tremendously. This Christmas season, I can't thank you enough for all of you who have given to us and helped us. Uh, it's amazing how God has provided the, the needs that, we, that we've had uh, come up this year. And it's amazing. Uh, my wife and I were sitting down at, adding it up and, and figuring out uh, what was available to do what with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, easy come, easy go, right? Uh, it, it went out just as fast as it came in. But God knew that there was things that needed to be taken care of. Amen. 
And you helped in that. And I can't thank you enough for being a part of God's provision for our family. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, but for the remodel of the parsonage, what's it going to take? Anybody want to guess what the first one is? Prayer. Amen? Amen. Uh, you know, things have come along and just taken the place of and taken more importance and such. And uh, so pray, pray for uh, that this will come about. And we're hoping very soon this winter uh, be able to, t- to get that taken care of. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, pray for and uh, pray for the sanity of your pastor. Amen. Uh, remodels are a difficult time, no matter what, and so pray for the sanity of your pastor and and his uh, family as well. And then pray for the uh, clearing of the contractor schedule uh, that he'll have time to be able to get this on our schedule and be able to get this done. And the parsonage remodel and the new carpet are big projects this year. Uh, but, you know, I'm already seeing some other things that need to happen as well. And so um, I've included something else here, and I don't know if this is the God's will for us to do this this year. We already have a lot on our plate, but I'm just going to throw it out there and mention it. Uh, I think one of the next things that we need to do is remodel the church bathrooms downstairs. Um, I think they're in desperate need. It may not be a big, huge hurdle. It may be a work day or two that we can at least spruce it up a little bit and do a full remodel a little bit down the line. But things are falling apart down there. We've got toilets that are older than me, for sure, um, and down there. And uh, the sinks are leaking, and uh, you know the, the faucets are leaking, and we're trying to tighten things up and fix things and kind of just kind of limp along with it. But we really need uh, to remodel those. It, it, when we have a, a funeral or we have a, uh, a potluck or things like that, it, it's, it's a little embarrassing to point those bathrooms out and have them uh, go that way. And uh, so uh, I'd like to see that coming up soon, amen? And wherever the Lord has for it, that's fine. You know, and uh, as the Lord provides, uh, then, we can, then we can move forward with that, amen? Uh, I'm not going to push that forward. I'm not going to do anything else. Just, we're going to just let the Lord lead there, amen? Uh, you know, I'm grateful that I serve a Lord that is able to provide, amen? Uh, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all the ages without end, world without end. Amen. Aren't you glad that you serve a God uh, who can do abundantly above all that we can even ask or think? Amen. And uh, God can do that. And what is this going to take from us? prayer. Amen. And we need to pray about these things. Take this list with you and use it as a prayer list. And when we pray for our church, which I hope that you do, uh, pray through these things and ask the Lord's provision for these things. And secondly, it's going to take giving. Um, When it comes time for that, uh, the Lord will provide. He always does. And I hope that you'll be able to be a part of that. But I believe that God wants us to see growth in our church this year as well. And so number five, uh, we need to add new families to our church. Uh, the Lord has already done that this year. We have a couple of families that have started coming this year that uh, hadn't come before, and we're so grateful for the additions uh, to our church. Um, I do believe that God adds to our church, and uh, we can do, 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 uh, and never go anywhere. Uh, or, but if our focus is only on doing enough to get grow the church, then you won't see any growth. Uh, the Lord adds to the church, I believe that. Acts 2, 46 and 47 says, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. Then what was the, uh, that was all the man's part, right? What was the Lord's part? 
And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. I believe we ought to do our part. I believe we ought to reach out. I believe we ought to win souls. I believe we ought to do all those things. But if our focus is we got to grow this church, uh, the church will not grow because our focus is not on Christ. And, uh, and so what do we need to do? We can pray. Amen. I prayed that God would add to the church, and he did. Amen. Uh, and, you know, we need to pray that the Lord will provide uh, people to come and grow our church. We could reach out. Uh, when we see somebody in our community and talk to people and say, hey, I'd love for you to come visit our church. I don't want to take you away from a church if you're going somewhere. But, hey, I'd love for you to join me. You can come sit with me. Hey, can I tell you, that's a huge thing right there. Amen. You know, people come to a place they've never been before or haven't been to in years and just saying, you know, where am I going to sit? Am I going to sit in someone else's seat? Am I going to embarrass myself or whatever else? They don't know what to expect. Okay. And so if you come and tell them, hey, you can sit with me if you come and join us. That enough will give them the calmness to be able to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. And so tell them, reach out to them. Uh, and also it's going to take us loving the people that come. Amen. And I'm grateful for our, our church. I see people walking around shaking hands and loving each other and talking to each other. And I'm so grateful for that. I hope that we're known in this community as we go as a loving church. Amen. Uh, church, when you go there, you feel welcome and you feel loved. And we need to focus on that. And so it's going to take when we see someone to uh, not embarrass them, don't you know, uh, pull, call them out or anything, but to love on them and uh, encourage them and, and tell them you're glad that they're there. It's also going to take discipling those who come. Uh, and that's not just the job of the pastor. Amen. Uh, but if somebody, uh, the Lord leads you and lays upon your heart, I have tools that can help you as well. But the Lord lays upon your heart to take a part and say, you know, uh, you know, I feel like the Lord's help, calling me to take this young Christian out uh, to coffee once a month, once a week, whatever, and uh, just kind of go through a discipling program with them and, and help them to grow in the Lord uh, with a little bit more instruction. Uh, we can help you and provide that. It, and so that's what grows a church and strengthens a church. Amen. And I, I hope that we can see new families added to our church. Uh, number six, uh, I want to see salvations and baptisms. Amen? Uh, let, let's try that again. I want to see salvations and baptisms. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good. Uh, that's why we're here. Amen? Now, the Lord uh, is in, char in charge of the salvations. Uh, we can't make someone get be, <laughs> be saved, uh, but we can lead them to Christ. Amen? And uh, we can share the gospel as much as we can and uh, pray that the Lord will bless that effort. And uh, that happens from members reaching out around us and doing the uncomfortable things sometimes and giving them a track and talking to them about salvation and about Christ. Proverbs 11.30 tells us that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, but he, and he that winneth souls is wise. I, I don't know about you, but any time the Bible says that something is wise, I want to do it. Amen? I want to be wise and I want to have wisdom. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. And that takes, being, that takes awareness. <clears throat> look around you and be aware. Uh, uh, you know, and when you, look at, when you see somebody in the store, just start thinking to yourself, I wonder if they uh, have heard the gospel. I wonder if they're going to heaven or hell. Every single person walking this earth today is going to spend eternity in either heaven or hell. Okay? And we need to be conscious of that. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to think that, but that is what stirs us to share the gospel. 
Amen? And carry tracks with you. You know, the only way you're ever going to hand out a track is if you carry some with you. Amen? And there's a track rack in the back back there with some tracks that have information about our church, but also the gospel on the back. And, uh, you know, carry some with you. And as you go out and the Lord prompts your heart and says, you need to invite them to church. You need to give them a track. Just reach over and just give them a track and say, hey, if you get a chance, read this. And we'd love to see you in church sometime if you, uh, in our church. We'd love to invite you. Uh, and you're welcome, you know, if I, when, as soon as you get there and we see each other, just come over and you can sit with me. Okay? And so invite people. Be aware of people around you. And secondly, it's going to take a heart that's broken for the lost. Sometimes we get calloused in our hearts sometimes. And we don't want to think about uncomfortable things. But the truth is there's a lost world all around us that needs to hear the gospel. And if we're going to help do something about it, it's going to take us having a broken heart for the lost people around us. And we need to be aware of that. Psalms 126 verse 6 says, And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Uh, the, there's no accident that the word, the word weepeth is in there, okay? And uh, whenever you make a heart connection with someone and share the gospel, it makes all the difference in the world. It's going to take us praying, amen? Praying for God to send opportunities to us to share the gospel. And then it's going to take uh, learning how to be a soul winner. Uh, if nothing else, uh, you can read the back of the track to them, amen? And just, just go down and read it to them. Uh, but there are uh, uh, tools that we can use as well, and you talk to me and we can do that uh, and talk you through that. Uh, but most of all, it's going to take follow-through. It's going to take follow-through. You know, sometimes, I, even as a pastor, uh, there are times whenever I'm somewhere and I've got my agenda in my mind, you know, and uh, I think, you know, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and the Lord lays in my heart, you need to go talk to this person. You see them and says, you need to, you need to go talk to them. Uh, and share the gospel. And I, I'm sad to say there, are, there have been times whenever I've walked the other way, and boy, I've suffered for it because I realize I disobeyed God. Uh, you know, but there are many times whenever I am uh, obey and, and uh, talk to them, <clears throat> do they all uh, stop me and say, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> no, they don't, not always. Uh, do all of them get saved? No, they don't. But if I can share a little bit of love, then it changes the heart of a person, amen? And all I'm doing is planting a seed, okay? And, uh, you know, it talked about that Paul, I can't remember, maybe getting it backwards, but Paul planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase, amen? Our job is just to do a little bit of planting and a little bit of watering, amen? And let God take care of the rest, okay? But we need to be faithful and see salvations and baptisms this year. I hope that the Lord will help us do that. Number seven, I'd like to take on a new missionary this year. I'd like to take on a new missionary this year. Uh, we do have the funds to do that. It's been a difficult year this year for missions. Uh, I, have, I usually get calls on a regular basis for people saying, hey, I'd like to come present at your church and such. I, I have not gotten one call this year. No, I take that back. I got one. No, that was last year, and he came this year. Um, but I, I, have, I don't think I've gotten one call this year for some, a missionary coming to uh, be uh, presented at our church or an email or anything. Uh, that's really unusual. And that's, honestly, that's a little scary. Amen? Uh, I hope that there's still missionaries out there going uh, and, and trying to get to the mission field. Uh, and, and they just lost our name or something. Uh, but I, well, let's pray that God will send somebody our way and the right person. Amen? 
the person that he wants us to get behind and support and help them get to the mission field so they can build some churches, so they can win the lost. Amen? And uh, the Bible tells us in Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He tells us that we are to go to, to teach all nations. How in the world are we supposed to do that? Uh, how am I supposed to teach all nations? Well, we're commanded to do it. Well, we can do it through missions. Amen. We can do it through helping others get out to all the nations. We have a real part whenever we give towards that. Uh, but we need some people to come along and that we can help. And I believe that God blesses a church who gives to missions. I've seen it so many times. And I, I believe that God wants to bless this church. And so let's pray that God will send somebody along that hits his plan for us to take part in his, their ministry. And so we need to pray. Amen. Pray that God sends that along. Secondly, pray for the funds that we need to do that. We do have some funds already, by the way, in our mission savings. Uh, and so we could take on a missionary this year uh, with just that. Um, but just however the Lord wants us to do it, uh, I'd really like to pray that we can take on another missionary this year. And it's going to take faithful giving as well, because uh, we want to give uh, to them continually, not just for a year. Amen? And uh, so pray that the Lord will help us to be able to take on a missionary this year. How are we doing so far? It's quiet. Oh, boy, I've already done something. I don't know. Okay, are you getting scared? Okay, this, it's not too bad, right? Okay, and this is just uh, some things that we need to do, okay? And uh, nothing is too big for God here. Uh, nothing is too big for, uh, for us to handle, okay? Uh, number eight, I'd like to see, ha uh, to see to have 20 attend the pastor's wife's retreat. I'm specifically praying for 20. Uh, we have taken on the pastor's wife retreat as a ministry of this church. Mrs. Wallace heads that up as the pastor's wife. Uh, Philathe has been very involved in helping get gifts and make gifts and things like that for the pastor's wives. And we've sent out letters and emails and things. to. We get, we've gotten uh, good responses. But I, I'm praying that the Lord will uh, send us 20 pastor's wives who need encouragement and strength this year. Um, and just pray that as we host that at Camp Kobiak, uh, the pastor's wives that really need the help will come and we'll just be able to come and band around them and be able to encourage them. First Thessalonians 5.11 tells us, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also, as also ye do. You know, pastor's wives need comfort and edification as well. Amen? Amen? Amen. Uh, pastor's wives are, I, I, I know, sometimes I sneak those amens on you and you don't realize that I even said it. So I understand. But uh, pastor's wives are very isolated and disconnected. I don't know if you realize that, but they are. In a survey of pastor's wives, 69% of pastor's wives that were polled said that they have few people that they can confide in about important matters in their lives. Why is that? I'll be honest with you. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's because... There are people in churches today that will judge the pastor, uh, pastor's wife that they have a struggle. They're supposed to be perfect, right? They're supposed to have everything under control, right? Wrong. They're humans just like you, amen? And I'm not just preaching at you for my wife. I'm just telling you there's a need, okay? Uh, but there, it, it's a fearful thing for a pastor's wife to open up about a struggle that she's having, Okay. Uh, 56 of those uh, 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 polled said that they have 
few, uh, too few relationships that they feel emotionally connected to. 55% said that they do not feel that they can be themselves around others. They don't feel like they can be themselves. They have to put on a front that, that, that they've got it under control because otherwise they'll be judged. 55% of them said that. By the way, can I just brag on you for just a minute here? Uh, you know, my wife, with the church that we came from, my wife never felt really at home there. And uh, we knew this is where the Lord wanted us to be. And, but, you know, both of us felt like we had to put on a front, you know, because it just there, there was no real close relationships there. People that we did try to get close to betrayed us and uh, went behind our backs and such. And so it just kind of closed us off a little bit. But, you know, when we came here and candidated at this church, uh, my wife got onto the airplane with me and she said, you know, she said, I believe, she said, I could be myself there. I could be myself. My wife grew up in the mountains on a, I call, I call it a chicken farm. It was just their own family's chicken but, that they grew. But, uh, but they, they butchered their own chickens and, and everything else and grew gardens and stuff like that. And they, they lived by themselves on that little mountaintop there. And, uh, you know, she's just a country girl. And I'm grateful that I'm at a church that will accept a country girl. Amen. Amen. And a city boy. I, I'm a city boy. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, I try to branch out a little bit here and there, but, but I am. But I'm so grateful for, what's that? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay away from the garden because I tend to kill things. But uh, nevertheless, I, I'm grateful for a place that we can call home. Amen. And that we can be ourselves. Uh, you know, but uh, from time to time, even those fears pop up. Okay, and so realize the pastor's wives need our prayer. Amen. Pastor's wives need our prayers. Okay, and we want to reach out to the pastor's wives who are struggling. We have heard so many times, so many times. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. I've heard many people say, I can't come. I, I have a, another thing. I have to work a full time job. I have to do this or whatever. And I can't come. But thank you so much for doing this. And it has meant a lot to the people that come, and it's meant a lot to the people who even can't come, okay? And so this is a very real ministry that we have here, and God has blessed us. Hey, we're a tiny church. I, I, I think, why, uh, why are we doing this? You know, well, because the Lord told us to. The Lord laid it upon our hearts, and we have to obey, amen? Do we feel worthy? Do we feel capable? No. But we're just going to do the best we can, amen? And, but we need to do our best for that. And in that, we need to pray that God will help us reach at least 20 pastor's wives in our area here in uh, the central part of Michigan. And uh, pray that they'll come and that they'll be blessed by this. So pray. Secondly, keep your eyes open. If you're traveling somewhere and you see a, a Baptist church, uh, write down the name and address. Amen? And if it has a phone number, write that down too. And give it to Mrs. Wallace. It may be on her list already, but that's all right. Uh, keep your eyes open and look for opportunities. If you know a pastor's wife, invite them. Amen? And uh, be, be prepared to help. Uh, and then also prepare gifts. Uh, the Philadelphia ladies do a great job with that already. But if we're going to have 20, that means we're going to need more. Amen? And so be prepared to, uh, be prepared to have a part in that. And I'd love to see, uh, see 20 ladies, pastor's wives, attend that and receive a blessing from that. Number nine, biblical counseling ministry. Uh, many people are struggling all around us, and they just want to know where they can turn to find some answers. Uh, the Word of God contains everything that we need to live this life. Amen? First, Second Peter 1, 3 says, According as His divine power hath given unto us 
all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and, and virtue. We just need to learn how to apply the, what the Bible says to what the people need. Amen? And I'm currently getting my certification in biblical counseling. And there are three ladies in our church that are working on certification through Women Counseling Women. Uh, and this is a ministry that uh, others in the church can be involved in too. And you can work on getting your certification and training as well. Uh, but it's going to take some work and it's going to take a lot of study. And we can do, uh, what can you do to help this ministry of this church grow? You can pray. Amen. Uh, pray for us that are doing this. And as we start to counsel people, pray that we'll have wisdom. You probably will never know that we're counseling someone. Okay? That's not your job. Okay? Uh, and we don't tell anybody. Okay? That's private. And uh, so you'll probably never know if this is actually going on or not. Okay? Unless someone tells that they tell you. Okay? Uh, but we, we need your prayers to, for us to have wisdom and that God will send the people that he wants uh, for us to help. Uh, secondly, we need more people trained. Okay? We need some men, uh, and we need uh, some more uh, ladies as well. And thirdly, we need advertising. I don't want to put up banners or anything like that, uh, such like that, but I, I want people to know. And so you run across somebody that's struggling. Say, you know, our ministry has a biblical counseling ministry. And, uh, you know, if you'll just call our church, uh, they can get you connected to a biblical counselor. Okay? We don't take the place of doctors. Okay? Uh, we don't give medical advice or anything like that. Okay, uh, we just take the word of God for life's struggles and take the word of God and apply it to life's needs. Amen. Our, our theme this year is the time is at hand. And our, our theme verse is, is giving instructions for receiving blessings from God. And I want to quickly go through these last things real quick uh, because I'm going to be focusing more on these in the coming weeks. Uh, but one of the ways that God uh, reveals uh, that we can be blessed is if we read the words of this prophecy. Specifically, it's talking about revelation. But I believe with all of my heart, and other verses in the Bible testify it too, that God blesses those who read the word of God. Amen? Uh, Joshua 1.8 tells us, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest deserve to do all that is written therein. And for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. How many of you want to have good success? Okay? Uh, if you didn't raise your hand, I'm wondering about you. Okay? No, we all want to have success. What does the Bible say is going to bring that? The, the Word of God. Okay? Getting into the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, memorizing the Word of God. Okay? So if you, if you want to have a prosperous year spiritually this year, then you cannot uh, neglect, number 10, faithful Bible reading of every member of our church. Okay? If our church is going to be uh, successful, we need all of our members taking a part in this. Okay? Uh, make a plan and follow the plan. I, I have three options of uh, Bible reading schedules out there. If you have a smartphone, uh, the Bible app, uh, version Bible app has hundreds, if not thousands, of, of uh, Bible app, um, uh, reading plans and such. Uh, and, but I want to give you some tools at least to help you be successful. Do you have to read through the entire Bible in a year? No, you don't. Okay? But God blesses consistency. Amen? And so we need to get into the Word of God this year. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that faith is built by hearing the Word of God. The Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. So if we want to have a vision for success in this life and be blessed, we're going to have to be faithful to read, but we're also going to have to be faithful to hear the preaching. 
That means be faithful to the, word, to the house of God. The Bible tells us in John 17, 17, Jesus is praying for, the, for us. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And faithful attendance to preaching and hearing God's word is going to help us grow in holiness. And what's this going to take? It's going to take faithful attendance. Okay? And be faithful as often as you can. If you're not able to come, I understand. And I'm not going to sit there going, hey, they weren't there today. Boy, I'm, I'm gonna, i got to really pray for them. They're falling away. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I promise you. But if you're not able to come, hey, listen to the live stream. Even if it's after Sunday. If you're busy, you have to work, whatever, go to the website, or, or go to Facebook or, or YouTube and find the last sermon and, and listen to it. Okay? Why? Because I'm so smart? Well, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. But God wants to speak to you, okay? And I spend a lot of time praying and preparing these sermons. And I believe it's something that God wants us to hear, okay? And so if you have to miss, go find it and listen to what God wants to you to hear. And what, by the way, what you hear from that sermon may be something completely different than what I intended. That's just how the Holy Spirit works, okay? God will work in your heart. And then keep what you hear in your heart, okay? Number 12, the last one. I'd like to see a renewed commitment to personal holiness. You say, Pastor, do you think that I'm not already committed to personal holiness? I'm not saying anything about anyone in particular, I promise you. I don't have anybody in mind here, okay? But rather, it's all for all of us, amen? Uh, we can all renew our commitment to live the kind of lives that please the Lord, okay? This is not, to say, uh, this is not so that we can have favor with Him. You can't do anything to earn His favor, amen? You can't do anything to earn it. This is not to earn his love. He already loves you completely and perfectly. It's not to earn anything for him. This is not to look good. And we're not talking about changing the outside. We're talking about changing the heart that creates a change of life. Amen? 1 Peter 3, 10-12 says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil, that means hate evil, and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Boy, let's commit together to honor the Lord with our lives in 2024. Amen? How are we going to see this happen? Number one, can you guess? Prayer. Amen? we got to pray we got to pray that the Lord will show us any evil way that is in our lives and help us to change it. It's going to take five faithful Bible reading because God reveals through His Word. Okay, And get into the Word of God and yield to the grace of God to allow us to change the way that He wants us to change. The time is at hand. We need to busy this year fulfilling our purpose to live our lives fully devoted to Christ to be biblically growing in Christ, and to loving others through Christ. I remember hearing a story of a young boy who attended church faithfully throughout the, his boyhood. Be patient with me for just a minute. I know I'm going over a little bit. I apologize. But the Baptist church had a bus that would come by and pick him up every Sunday, and he would attend his Sunday school class faithfully. In church, week after week, he would read the wood letters of a verse that was placed above the pastor on a drop-down portion above the stage. The verse read, Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Individuals in the church would give him a ride on Sunday nights and again on Wednesday nights, and he was faithful every service he could come. And he'd look up at that verse, where there is no vision, the people perish. The pastor shared his vision with the church each year, and the people worked for Christ throughout the year. It was a vibrant church. He grew closer to the Lord and remained faithful to him. The church was active and vibrant. And souls were being saved and the baptistry waters were being stirred. As the boy grew older, he graduated from high school and the little church held a graduation party for him. And he went off to college and time went on. He found a good church to attend to while, attend while he was at college and there he met a young lady and married her. He graduated college and they moved away for his job. They had children. He worked hard in his career, and they faithfully attended a Baptist church in their area where they now lived. Years had passed, but he never forgot about that little church where he grew up. One day, he and his family was back in town and visiting his mom, and he decided to drive over to that little church. When he got there, there were boards over the doors and windows. The grass and weeds had grown up. The old church bus sat in the back, rusted and unused. The, widows, the windows were broken. He walked back over to the building and he tried to peer into one of the broken windows between the boards and he could see the old auditorium caught like in a time capsule. He saw the pews covered in dust and some of them broken. A few random papers littered the pews in the floor. Hymn books still sat in the pew backs but were covered in a layer of dust. The piano sat up front unused for many years. The pulpit stood on the stage of that old auditorium. And then his eyes lifted up to the verse that he saw so many times before, but something seemed different. Then he noticed. The W from the word where had fallen off. The verse now read prophetically, Here there is no vision, the people perish. There was no longer a bus going out picking up young children like the once before. There was no Sunday school teacher who greeted their students each Sunday with a warm smile and a hug. There's no vibrant music wafting through the air as there's no congregation to sing it. The vision had died out. The people around the church were left to perish without hearing about Christ. Our church has stood strong for almost 168 years now. But do not take for granted, my friend, that this church will be here for another 20 years. I can cast my vision for this coming year, what I believe the Lord would have us do. But unless each and every one of us are willing to do your part this next year, we will not be able to see this church grow and thrive. Will you commit with me today to renew your walk with God? Renew your faithfulness to attend. Hear the preaching of God's word which has the power to change us. Revelation 1-3 tells us, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Will you commit with me your life anew to God? Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at each of these three things that God promises will bring blessing upon our lives and thereby our church. I hope that you'll be faithful and you'll hear what God has us to hear. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. 
We thank you for this uh, simple message, very, very different from what I normally preach, Lord, but I believe it's what you laid upon my heart. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to get behind what you want us to do this year and seek and look to see what we could do to help see it happen. Father, I pray it's not your will that we just just give or finance these things that need to happen, but it's your will for us to be involved any way that we can. One way that we can all be involved in the growth of this church, not just numerically, but growth as a Christian. We can be faithful to reading God's word the best that we can. If we fail, we fail and we get back up. The just man falleth seven times, yet riseth up again. It's not the keeping from falling or failing that keeps us just. It's the fact that we get back up and go. Help us, Lord, to pick our Bibles back up if we stop and keep reading and following you. Help us to be faithful in attendance. If we get discouraged, if we fall away for a little while, help us, Lord, by conviction from our hearts from you. I pray that you would help us to get back into church and be faithful as we can, as much as we can. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, if we can. Help us to be faithful to you. I pray that you help us, Lord, and be different this year than we ever have before, stronger in you and strengthened by your word. I pray that you help us now today. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Let's all stand together. We're going to sing just one verse of invitation today. I